Hemshechayim Beis, Volume 1, Chapter 46, Page Pei, 80. Moving right along through this epic discourse, we're in the middle of Maimur 12, Nachmu Nachmu, and uh, we are coming closer to the conclusion of the discussion of Erpnimi, at least the initial discussion of the first uh, 80 pages, 70 pages, 75, 80 pages on the nature of the integrated structure. It's called integrated circuits, I think they call it. So we call it integrated structure, what we call in Chsidis Eiris Primim. And this is all about how two forces work, interact with each other. They're called Eiris and Kalim. Energy and containers, all tailored and fit to each other. And after discussing that at length, and the root of it in the ten spheres, which are rooted in the kav, the line of energy, the thread of energy, which is rooted in the ten hidden spheres, all the way to the source, and Rabbi Rashab went back to bring down how the kav hamedid, how the kav measures, like a measuring line, kav hamida, measuring line, each level, and this is what we call Milo Mata, with his more intense energy, less intense energy, higher and lower, both in the spheres, Chachma, Bina, Midas, and Malchus, this, as well as in the Oilamus, in the worlds. Atzilas, Bri, Yitzhira, which we just finished discussing in chapter 45, the worlds. So there's the gradations, which of course, if you just think about just simply... This is defines existence. Existence is defined by, by differences, by the variation and by the diversity of uh, different forces. So in the human structure, you have meichin, uh, midas, intellect, and emotions. And you have um, the different dimensions. So they're not just different, as he says, in personality, but they're also different in the level of amount of energy that each of them contains. And uh, more specifically, their connection to what their awareness and consciousness <coughs> of the source of the divine. Someone had asked me a question in the beginning of the Hemshech. What is the proof that the keches are keches premium? Why can't you say that the neshama just has energy, nefesh has energy, and, the, and all the difference between sight and sound and the mind and the heart and all the emotions and everything only comes like, let's say, like colorless liquid in tinted glasses. It only comes from the perspective of the containers of the body. The truth is, I don't remember all the details that he proved in the beginning, but uh, any thoughts on this? What is the, why can't you just say it's coming, that the nefesh is like electricity, like the sun. Electricity runs into a light bulb. Or into a refrigerator is only distinguishable because of the container is different. So it's a different appliance. So that's why it functions differently. What's the proof that the nefesh itself has air, that there's seared in the air itself, so to speak. There's also shape in the kechus. Do you remember? Yeah, I saw huh? a from there. That, uh, or, or with it, it basically explains that the kaycha sechel mashal has to have the nefesh has to have mascalus. Nefesh also has to be of mascalus. 
before, because mm-hmm. why they become seichel and not something else. That's the way. So why can't you say it became seichel? Because the brain makes it seichel, the physical brain. And I know that it says that, that's for sure. So I told the person to write it up, and then we'll all we'll, 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 uh, debate it. In the beginning of the Hemshech, he makes it very, very clear, and I think he proves it also. <coughs> no, before that, in the Moshul, he also from the Nefesh. Yeah. I mean, the, the, the simplest explanation is because you see, for example, there's intelligence that goes into writing. So there's also part of the Seichel that goes into the hand. And it's not the Seichel that we do when we conceive in the brain. But that really doesn't prove it. That just says that you could say each container takes the energy in different ways. I mean, intuitively, for sure, it makes sense. It's not the same thing. When sun, when the sun shines, whether it's shining on a, on a garden, on a garbage pile or in a palace, yeah, clearly there's no difference in the sun. But the other idea was because if a nefesh behemoth goes into the guf Adam, it wouldn't operate that way. It's clearly a raya that the nefesh Adam has these kechas before. Yeah, that was one of the lies, correct. But that lie needs some amuna too, because you can't prove that, because we, 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 don't, we don't see it. Can you prove it from human faculties, from the actual faculty? Intuitively, for sure, it's that way, because, you know, it, 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 when a person, when the, when the, after the Shana, and the soul leaves, but the body, so to say the soul, no, there's no power to see, no power, it's all the body, it doesn't make sense. It makes sense. It makes sense that there's something in the, there's the power to see. I mean, you could say like this, look, in the brain, we know today you could have a container that's completely intact, an eye that's intact, and still, if a stroke, God forbid, or something else affects a part of the brain, that won't set the kayacharia to the, to the eye. So the container could be intact, and even though it's alive, no, the, the eye is alive. Yeah, but the neurons that transmit the neurons. Right, the neurons are treated. So, so seemingly the neurons means there's a distinction between the neurons and the container. The transmit from the container to the air, to the sechel, are blocked. So that's right, right, exactly. So that's still... So, so you could say, so it's not the container of the eye, it's the container of the neurons. It's just, so moving, it's just moving the same question over. Okay, I just want to throw it out there. And, uh, and 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 discuss it fine. So the, the but the it's the same discussion after after What happens to the neshama? Is it still ten keches, or is it just a, is it just something that's yeah? But no. But so what's the so what, what what the question is the proof of it? So how do we know? Can we know from the way faculties work? What would be a proof if you were able to see the keches in the nefesh? The proof would be if the containers. Reverse, for example, he made it clear does not go into the eye. Okay, but and that's and, and that's because not just because the container is different, but because the energy is different. Every energy fits the container. As I said, intuitive for sure, it makes sense that way because because the way the faculties function, that's where the proof would be. The way they function, they don't function like a mak of the is inside of them. Like I said before, the sun shines, or electricity goes into different appliances. There's a certain detachment there in the human body. That connection between the life force and the body is so is so is so connected that it just makes sense that there is a type of like a tailored an air and a keli that fit each other. It only manifests itself when it comes into the body. 
So he just finished discussing the difference between Atzilus B'ri Yitzira. See briefly, Atzilus, that's where Chochma radiates. So Atzilus is a lakus itself. It's the image of Mediyuk Malka. You see the king. In B'ri, it's only a engraving in the seal, the chesim. That B'ri is, as he says, Meichen HaShayochim Lamidus. How intellect relates already to a feeling, some subjective nature, the goodness of something, the value of it. That's Bria. He compared Bria to Atsilas, is similar to the way we understand uh, divine things through space and time, when even though it's fundamentally higher than time and space. Yitzira is Meichen, is primarily Midas, the emotions. But the Mechen there is to govern and to control and uh, harness the emotions. And Asiya is the Chochm, is the, is the intelligence that's connected to functionality. So it's four different fundamental levels of Maila Mata, different one from the next. So they're both different, fundamentally different levels, and also in the revelation of the energy is different. So chapter 46 on page pay 80. All this is what we call integrated or internalized energy that manifests, that comes and transmits in a form of hislapshus bekele. It manifests and like, like it dresses up in the container itself. It, it, it uh, unites with the container and becomes one with it. That, I think, was also one of the proofs, because the oneness, how it becomes one, where it's almost inseparable. Okay. Because in its, it's in its root and its source in the infinite light before the symptom, this is what the infinite divine light envisioned or measured. Shiratsme envisioned and measured within himself to radiate in a form of measure and parameters and finite parameters. And that's why. In other words, the reason that it's it is premium is because that's exactly the way it was meant to be. It's not a result of some incidental fact that the light got diminished or something happened. That's the way it was planned from the top, from the root. In the root, it was planned that it should be it is premium. Meaning that it should radiate in a form of Measured and defined structure. And that's why the reflection is not equal in all the worlds and in all the spheres as he discussed. The world he discussed in chapter 45, the spheres he discussed in chapter 44, 43. 
That means that they have in it ma'alomat that it has higher and lower hierarchy in the intensity and diminishment of the energy. So all this is rooted in the plan. That's exactly how the Creator envisioned it. And also within the energy itself there is a hierarchy of higher and lower. These are the ten spheres in the energy. He's just emphasizing this is not just from the container level. In other words, you could say, you could, God envisioned the structure, but that's the, that's the containers. He said, no. Even in the energy, also in the energy you have Ma'alomat. Remember that he says, not like the Pardis. The Esosphere of is the Shedesha Eris, not just the Shedesha Kalim. According to the Pardis, he says, Eris doesn't have a Shedesh, because it's all one. According to, he's explaining here, that Eris does have a Shedesh. So even the Eris, so we say God envisioned, he didn't just envision that the container should be structured, but he also envisions it, and that also the air has Ma'alomat. That's the ten spheres in the air. That the air too has Eir HaChochma, Eir HaBina, and so on. And they're distinguished and diverse in their muhus, in their personality, in their essence, and their level. Which is similar to the two things he's been talking about. Muhusam meaning they're fundamentally different. Madrega is, is how they, their level of, their level of uh, their relationship. Right. And these ten distinct entities, these entities, ten levels within the air, within the energy, come and manifest in the containers of the ten spheres of Atsilas, in a meaning that it completely manifests, internalized, integrated completely within these containers. And by so doing, meaning by manifesting the containers, that's where they become a substance, something of substance, a level of substance. As we discussed all this earlier, it's a summary of literally all these, all, I would say, almost 45 chapters here. And when the, once they come into containers, in the esosphere is recognizable, increasingly recognizable, distinguishable. What's the bebchinus? Why doesn't say bechinus is chalkus It should have said is is and the ten spheres it's. Increasingly recognizable. Maybe it's like a comma. First of all, it's recognizable, this, the Metsias. And therefore, and there was distinction between their hierarchy, higher and lower. Look at what he said, discussed earlier, chapter 32, which was what? Chapter 32. Let me see. Oh. That the main place where you recognize the spheres is once they come to the containers. That's what he says in Pedic Lamed Beis.
that we talked that the air the air not the air spheres. But it manifests once it comes into the containers. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. In other words, this distinction of Maila Mata exists also in the air. But where does it become really obvious when you see it once it's in the containers? Okay. And all this is because it's rooted that way in the Esherish and Esherish This is all Er Pnimi. Omnom now comes something he hasn't discussed since chapter 1, 2. Chapter 2 began, just to show you the flow here. He says, when you do it, the rots no pchinis er makif. That's chapter two. The bezem achol kecher rots mekola kecher shekulam bayim pchinis er primim pchinis er bekli kumakecher sechol. So, in other words, in order to understand what makif is, he literally went now for forty-four chapters, forty-five chapters, explaining what er primim is, and now he's going back. So the omnom. This is after how many pages? All these pages. That's what I said. Gimel. 80. 77 pages. Yeah. So he says, Omnom, however, Pchinus Ermakiv, the level of Ermakiv is a completely different type of energy. It's one that does not manifest in containers. Just like he said before, the Eir Ha'gvul, Eir Primi, is rooted in the vision, in the measuring, in the imagining of the structure of existence. Same thing here. Because this energy, in its root and in its source, in Eir Ha'gvul, in contrast to the previous one, comes from a different place. It comes It's not shir asme bikeach. If you remember, this is where he has all kinds of possibilities. It's It's unlimited and undefined. And that gili, in its root, is a gili etzem, is revealing the essence. Shemein and that's similar to the essence. And just like the essence doesn't have limits, the essence has all kinds of possibilities. God is unlimited. So that air is like unbridled energy. In other words, without an additional rotsen, and she asked me that the artist wants to create something specific, what well, this natural flow, if you can call it natural, there's no natural, uh, there's no natural lamaila, but, but so to speak, what is more um, conducive, so to speak, what is more Natural. To Eid Ein Sof is Ein Sof from Bligvul. Not limit. So now we have another type of energy which we call Eir Makiv. And why is it Eir Makiv not manifesting in containers? Because its personality, its mohus, is, is of, of a place that is Bligvul type of energy. Bligvul energy doesn't look for containers, doesn't fit into containers, does not, not measured by containers. And the energy itself doesn't have even subtly spheres. Hmm? Back to square one. Why? I don't think so. 
ובחינס גילי עצם שמאין עצם. Remember the example he gave earlier with Shammai and Hillel was that Shammai and Hillel hear Asvada, an idea from Shmai Vavtalia. Shammai's kalim are gvuda, Hillel's kalim and containers are chesed. So Shammai concludes from this idea that they learned, he's more stringent, strict. Hillel, the same concept, takes away the, that's more lenient. Rebbe Rasha makes it very clear, proves this. He does prove that this this leniency and strictness is not just beside the containers of Shama and Hillel; it's also the energy. Meaning, the idea itself contains the contains Chesed and Gura, but it's very subtle there. And the proof of it is one of the proofs of it is because Shama and Hillel sometimes they reverse roles when they return to the teacher, as he puts it, for example. He can go back and take from the same idea and now conclude a different conclusion. So if it was only the containers that determined it, then uh, that would be impossible. But because the idea itself contains a possibility for chesed or gvura, so the same person who has a container for gvura can go back and now he can suddenly recognize chesed in the same idea. So if it was purely from the container, it would not be possible. Because a container is not, a container cannot be changed. A blue container cannot become uh, green, red. So how? So, so if it's only from the containers, how can he suddenly take from the same idea, which is energy, and come to a different type of conclusion? Oh, from a different type of conclusion. From the same original idea. In, yeah. another, in other words, how could a bulb be refrigerated? Correct. Correct. So this is a good proof. If you could find in the Kaychus Hanefesh a similar example, we would have a proof. If you could find a Kaychus like that, in other words, if you could show, Faket, if you could show that you could sometimes hear what you see, that would be a Raya synesthesia that he brought. So Martin Taylor, that would be a proof. That was one of the proofs. Yeah, yes, it is. You're correct. But you see, that's a proof from something that's like the opposite of that you would think. If if you could have a situation where the, where suddenly your ears could see, it would be very clear that 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 that, that the, the energy also has that element. Even though you could argue, if you really want to be adamant, you could say maybe the container has both. Has, has both qualities, right. and most of the time it dominates this. But as he puts it, containers are defined. It's true. A red container is a red container. You could argue the ear also has an ability to, to see at times. It, it's pushing it. But anyway, bottom line is, what do I want to say? So therefore, the energy itself has in it subtly um, the, the potential this way or that way, the, the, the disposition or the identity. And then in containers, it becomes full-blown and manifest. So there, that's Eir HaGvul. When it comes to Eir Makif, it's not it's its root. When you go down through the root, you're not going to find in it any distinct energy. That's why it never manifests in containers in the first place. That's the point here. So in the Sharshay Eiris, the Sharshay, then the root of the of the Er Makif, it's rooted in something that does not have any parameters at all. It has to have a in hell at least, because when Mashiach comes it says that the Er Makif will become like you know, will be able to see it. Or... You're bringing other places. Here he's not saying that. 
didn't say this at all. In the opposite, he said the opposite. Yeah. So you bring a contradiction between here and another place. Here, here it says the opposite. Here he says clearly that it doesn't happen. You, you want to say there's this kalus and ultimately they're a bligvul. Yeah, of course they recognize each other and there will be a meeting at some point. But he doesn't say that here. I'm just, you know, at some point yes, they will. They will meet. The two will meet because ultimately there's one Ebushta. And both of them. You have examples. There's three places. No, no, right. There's a few places we pass him. Not necessarily right. Where is he, Mekel? I don't know of offhand. You know. That was the point of this. But Shleishet Vodim. Three places he was Mekel. Shamai. I said three places. No, no, three places that Mekuli, Shami Mekuli, and Beisil Lo Mechumre. I'm not. I'm not sure what they are. Go look them up. You know. One is about what? Banid, you said? But it's a, this is Milsa David de Lugluya. This is easily found, discovered. Yeah, but I, I wanted to get Somehow you can show that it's, it was Mako, but it was as a result being more Machbir on another thing. That's what I wanted to look at. See if that was the case. I don't know. <laughs> Well, I rely on the Rebbe Rashab that it's not that way, so. <laughs> Remember, Lifniat Simpson, even the Erag Vul, the says, are, are completely part of the Erag Bligvul. He said before, Shir Atzmei, the Erag Bligvul was Shir envisioned the Erag Vul. So obviously, they, at the end of the day, there will be a connection. I mean, the whole Hamshachayim base is about this. But for now, it's actually important not to connect the two because they have different functions. Later, he's going to explain that the Erha Makif, the Erha Bligvul, its function is to create Bitla Elmas. The Erha Gvul is to create Yichud, unity. So one creates unity, one creates awe. One is distance and one is closeness. Remember, the whole thing is about Atzilus, is Gilead Helam, or is Yashma'ayin. So here it's important to make the Erha Bligvul separate from. He said clearly, the Kav, and even the Esrus Agnuzas, are in many ways like a new entity compared to the Era Bligvul. Which I should probably elaborate a little on before we continue. In other words, well this whole discussion of, if you recall, when he began the question whether Atsilis, sometimes we say Atsilis is an emanation, only revealing tama, the Kayecha Komus, the power that is the potential power that is concealed, and sometimes we say that even is ma'ayin is like yesh ma'ayin. So the initial answer was that the energies of atzilus are revealing the source, the divine. The containers is what are new, a new entity, defined entity. But then he said, but we find that when you say it also means the energy of chachma, not just the container. So even the energy of Chachmah is Ayin. So there goes all the explanation because also the energies have within them some form of structure. And compared to their source, they may be Gilead Helen, but compared to the Eid HaBligvul, which is, has many possibilities, that's where it's Yashmayin. So bottom line is we need to have in the interface that, that Ayin Beis is focused on two elements. One, we have to appreciate the divine as being apart from us. We're not God. 
And second thing we need to have is an intimate connection with God, that God is us. So based on Yichud, unity, that's where Atzillus connects. Even the energy connects all the way to the envisioning of God that he wants to have a structure. So even the energy, even divine energy relates to the structure. But there's an element of distance, and that distance is compared to the Eir HaBlikvul, where it could have been many other possibilities. And it does not manifest in containers. That's the second level. There we go. There, an egg that was that, that egg that that is laid on the umtiv. They were passing by the It's it's mekel. We're talking about mekel. We're not talking pasking now. We're talking about kula, lenient. And so what did Beishami say that that, that you're allowed to eat it? And Basil says you're not allowed to. Okay. Doesn't matter. But we're not we're not looking for that. We're looking for. In that case, I'm not sure. Then there's Beya. Yeah, then there's another one, uh, Isra Chomitz, only Kis Ashir, Kis which is larger than a Kazais. And Bisham says that the Kazais is smaller. Okay, so Bisham is more Makel, meaning you need more, you, you know, the Isra is uh, not such a small item, you know, something larger. That's good. And the other one is Yachba, when you get to the Okay, it's about the shechita when you shecht an, an animal, a, a bird, a chicken. Okay. There are discussions at length why shpeshami in those cases is mekel, but the fact is he is. Okay, so it says the calls of now it goes like this. The he name is Baralil Pedic Tazvova Pedikovzayan now. Because now we discussed earlier in chapter sixteen and chapter twenty seven the Shar Shah Gamkim Yuchadim Baatsam. That the Sher Shahiris, the root of the energies, meaning even the Eragvul, or not even the Shar Shahiris, the root of the Distinct energies are also united in the essence. That is the meaning of my name that is united with me. And this is the level, this they are made from the same material of the edge of the talus. If you remember, he spoke about the ten hidden spheres. That they are minakonov, meaning the tzitzis is already erpnimi. It's not the makif. You know, a talus is, surrounds you. A talus is a one garment that just surrounds the body. Tzitzis are eight particular strands, or 32, eight times four, 32 is chachma. In the root, this is the ten hidden spheres, the tzitzis. So tzitzis have to be separate from, meaning separate from the actual garment from the makif, but attached to it and made from the same material, min konof. That's what he's referring to here. That's back back in those chapters, 16 and 27. So it's like, not a question, but he's a qualifying. So the shayr are also united with the essence, just like the shayr of the, the makif. 
Nevertheless, this energy is what Mashashir, what he envisions. Shir measures and envisions the infinite light to radiate in the worlds. And that is the meaning that the air has in it, the energy has in the ten spheres because the general air and energy is to radiate in the worlds. So he's making the following distinction here. The air primi, as we said, is rooted all the way in the ten hidden spheres. The ten hidden spheres themselves are united before the tzimtzum with the, with the air habligvul. Nevertheless, if you define it, what is it? It's a specific rotsin. God desired something. He wants to have a structured world. So remember the artist, it's all united in the artist's mind. But the artist now has already emerged a particular vision of a structure. So though, if, you, if that vision is like min kanaf, meaning it's part of the rest of the artist's possibilities... But the bottom line is there's something now that has been defined. And that definition is what gives the spheres their personality, their identity. And therefore there are ten spheres inside the energy itself, which will emerge and become naked, recognizable later in the containers. But the artist has already determined, even before there's containers, if you remember, the artist is just thinking about an image. He doesn't yet even have a paintbrush or an easel or a canvas. He hasn't begun anything. But in his mind, he's envisioned a particular image. So in, in the source already, you have now the beginnings of the ten spheres. Even though, without the paintbrush and without actually doing anything, it won't take on shape and form. As we learned earlier, there's three levels. After that, you still need the tzimtzum, which will create distinct entities. And then you still need those entities to come into containers. Because on the Kav level, it also remains relatively, he says, pshitis, not pshitis mamish, but relatively... Um, uh, shapeless. But the thing is, it's a, a process has begun. All the way in the root. And that is the process of the Hoyeres HaElmas. Now he's going to explain this. The Lulei HaElmas Einim Shayachim Chines Without this Ratzin, without this connection and the, for the worlds, without the Elmas. It wouldn't, the Enosh Shechem is not, it's not Shaykh, it's not possible, all these levels, at all. Why did, why, why in the Eden Sofa Bligvul, why in the, in the infinite possibilities that the divine has, in the quantum infinite possibilities, why is there suddenly, uh, ten, why, why is there suddenly ten spheres? It's only because there's a, there's a, there's a purpose in it. The purpose is to radiate, to create worlds and radiate in them. making the point, in other words, take away this additional element, then you, yes, then you have Eirabligvul. So even though this is rooted in, as he says, the Shosh Gamkin, they're united and with godliness, and they're all divine, but there's something that's happened now, the, 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 the will, or the desire, the, the envisioning, to radiate in the worlds, that, that radiating in the worlds, Compels something to happen that there's esospheres within that air, um, within that energy. So if you ask the question, is this era bligvul or era gvul? You have to really answer it's both. Because if you remember, he said earlier, is the era bligvul is sheer ba'atzmei, 
the infinite possibilities, it envisions one of the many possibilities. So it's all happening within the infinite areas of Abligvul, but something has happened. Something has been, in the mind of the divine mind, before the symptoms, something has been designated. He's already set apart, Shiratsme. He set apart something that is going to now go into creating worlds. Does this, does this energy uh, create the containers or enter the containers of all? Or neither. It enters the containers. It helps. The, it makes. It ignites and is the catalyst that makes the containers emerge. But containers ultimately are rooted not in the air, but everything goes through the air. Everything is carried through the air. It's like Torah carries also the power of Truvitas. It teaches us everything. Air is the air is the carrying carrier agent of everything that God wants, even things that are not air personality. I just told you. But the Kelm not rooted, I just told you, even the things that, the, that are not rooted there, it also carries the energy to create them, shape them. Shuv is higher than Torah, but Torah tells us about Shuv. So it's like a Shliach. A Shliach brings you something, make it be coming from the Rebbe, from Meshaleach, but he's still the one that's bringing it to you, even though it's coming from a source beyond him. And then there are things that he has in his personality. Oyer can bring the concept of revelation Bittle and stuff like that. But, yeah, okay. Anyway. But then we learned later on that we, they don't need a certain time. Well, listen. Yeah. When we learn that, we'll discuss it. Right now, he's not discussing that part. Take a pen and write it down. And now he's bringing a proof to what he just said from the Zayhar, the same Zayhar that he mentioned, if you remember, in, part, in chapter 44, he brought a Zayar Pasha Pinchas that said every sphere has Shem Yidiyah, has identifiable name, has an identity. Umida, Umida, Ugvul, Vetchum. And he explained that Mida, Gvul, and Tchum, he explained the three things. Mida is the actual quality of the sphere. The gvul is the intense, the Efenagili, the energy. And Tchum is what the container imposes. So now he's bringing the Zayar that same Zayar says the following. It's exactly the same Zayar from chapter 44. What does it say there? The Ihu, meaning God, you, are called Chochem, wise, with all types of wisdom. And the Rebbe Rashab says in the parenthesis, the same thing he says, I don't know exact lotion, but that's the Teichon. And that Zayar goes through all the spheres, and the Ebrister has all these qualities within him. But then here's the key. So So the reason we can call these names to him even before the world was created is not because he has them, it's because of what's going to happen. On the name of the, the, the creatures that will be coming, future emerging, created. He loved Beri and the Alma because if not for those Beri and the Alma, if they weren't have been created, Amayis Kare Rachum. 
Just like he says, Chacham, Rachum. How could you call him? With what does you call him? And how do you call him Rachum? He's not defined by names. So clear Zaya. That says when you call God by the names, Chachem, Rachum, Chanun, all the different names, Chazan, whatever it may be, it is being called on because that's what later is emerging from him. We see in the world that's what he does. Those are his functions. Who called him that? Who called him these names? The Taylor, the Taylor. The Taylor the calls the to these names. So the Taylor is referring, in other words, so where do these names apply to? This is a big question, Shayesh Misatfila. The names of the Taylor. We're not talking about us calling him. So what's, what's referring to? Does God really have a name? Huh? That's not. Hayush Mebavad is a higher level, probably, but, uh, than this, but. No, Hayashmulvad is usually not the 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 Shiva and the Shemus. It's usually the Shema Etzem, Havaya. And then there's Anechile Islam is Labu Shumais. Here he's talking he's, he what he wants to demonstrate here is that there's that that the air in the root before the Tsimtsum, there's the Air Hagvul, the Esosphere Sagnusis exists. But not but, but not it's not a contradiction to the fact that they're part of the Bligvul there. Because they're not existing because they are an identity, it's because the Eren Sefa Blikvul is envisioning what's coming later. Remember, this is not in time. It means when we, ident- when we call God by names, it's because it's based on the worlds that God is creating that are, that are emerging from God, but not because God on his own has these names. You can't define God by names. But because we see he created a universe. And the universe has many, we see different functions in this universe, like the shame, like the fi maisi nikre b'shem, the medrash. Shani nikre b'shem, maisi, what's it called? Shani nikre b'shem, the fi maisi. That when God is fighting a war, it's focus. When he's kale, is chesed. When he's doing this, galakim is din. Rachamim is havaye. It says, eilim l'kisei adin, l'kisei arachamim. The bottom line is, this is not just discussed here, this is in many places in Chassidus, but the name, what are they referring to? They don't refer to the essence. The essence is as God is in His own. Remember, let's eliminate time here. We're talking now, but God, this God, who's on His own, want, is envisioning now a world. That, without Lula Elamis, and Sheikh Bechinus And the Zayr says it literally. That even though we call Him all these names, we're not calling them because of Him, we're calling them based on what He's going to create. And that, so... Because it said, Literally, you can interpret that meaning that if without without creatures, why would we call them anything? There's no one to call. So it's talking more of the human beings. But he's saying even deeper, there's nothing, there's, there's no, there's no, he doesn't have any identity to be called. No, as you'd say, you could say the Zayar is basically, if, the, if, if there was only one person on this earth, there'd be no reason for a name. I'm not talking about now God. I'm just talking about human beings. One person on earth, there's no reason for a name. Because who's there, who's there to call him? But here, he's not just saying that. Here he's saying also, qualitatively, God is beyond names. So this, what do they say? So if there's, a, if there's no one, if a forest falls in this forest, is there a tree falls? Yeah. They have another one about a husband and wife. I forgot how it goes. Vahainu shekolas is fitzhen l'tzedach elamis. 
Hainu, and that means that all the ten spheres are the tzedach elims. Ah, that's an important line. In other words, there's no reason for ten spheres without existence. Bottom line, what do you need it for? What's the point? And now he's going to explain. Remember, he's, he's going back now to Erpnimi, even though the whole basis here was to begin the discussion of Ermakif, but he's tying up some knots here, especially in the root of things. Because this is a critical point, because what he's saying here now, he's trying to distinguish between the two Shroshim, Sheresh Ermakif, Sheresh Pnimi. Sheresh Pnimi clearly isn't the ten hidden spheres as Shiratz Mebekeach. And all that is because of the worlds. So in some way there is some type of subtle, subtle ten spheres in the ten hidden spheres. When I say subtle, I don't mean in any substance way. I mean it conceptually, completely the potential form. So now he's going to say, so, this, so without spheres there's no Malchus. Explain this now. Like Malchus. Malchus is one of the ten spheres. The last of the ten spheres. Kingship, leadership, is possible only when there's a nation. Like the Maimer, like it says, Ein Melech, There's no king without a nation. So right there you see. So is Malchus possible without Elamis? Without something that is senses itself as a distinct entity from... Can you say, for example, God is a Melech over Eireng Sofdifni at Simpson? It doesn't make any sense. Melech over what? Not like being a melech over yourself. Now, the Sibus Harots and the Savas Elamis is going now a step further. You know, until now he said, because there's there's the will for for worlds and existence, that's why it arose in his will, Shiratsme, he envisioned, and he uh, set apart something for that for that universe, the universe is to create. But now he's going, what's the reason for this, uh, the reason to, 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 to form, to bring into being the world? Because it arose in his will. I want, I want to rule. And since ruling is not possible without a nation, that's why it arose in his will, there should be worlds, because that's the only way you can rule is if there's something, an entity, an existence that doesn't sense that it's part of the source. Here we see clearly, the master of the universe, who rules, before anything was shaped and created, before the creation was shaped. So you see Melech before creation. That's only referring to how the Malucha is within the etzem, within the essence, before Lamaila, higher than any form of revelation. I thought he was going to say, maybe that's what he means. I thought he was going to say, that's what he says, like the Zayar, Al Shem Habriya. That when he says, Terem Tzuyah, he envisioned already the Malucha he wants to have that will later emerge. But he's saying, I think that's what he means. But well, let's see what he says. He says, that's referring to Malucha the way it's in essence. 
But in the level of revelation, Malucha is as a relationship is connected to and is related to worlds. The interesting line here. You understand? I'm not. I'm not. Well, why wouldn't he say what I just said? Because because Adin Elam, it's not mashma like that, huh? No, you could say it like this. The same thing like this, just like Rachum. And this, why are you saying it? Because the same al shema osid for the bria seilam. So, what I'm saying is, why, why doesn't he answer? Adin Elam, Hashem Elam, B'Terem Kol Yitzur Nivur. Mashma, I'll tell you why. Because Adin Elam is not saying that he wants to be a king based on later. It's saying that before anything existed, he was already a melech. He's not talking about Sfirah Samalchus, basically. He's talking about something else. There is, in the beginning of the Hemshech, he talks about Melucha Be'etzem, that is, Inu V'snasa Satzmis. I mean, this is a contradiction you find some several places in Ayin Beis and Chesidus Bechlal. Is Melucha, sometimes he says Melucha is only possible on something outside of you. And sometimes he talks about Melucha V'snasa Satzmis, that there's a level where you're just Merumim Ba'atzme. You just have a sense of Malchus. So it's not Melech as in a Melech over a nation, it's a melch, or it's in a sense of kingship, of feeling, uh, of feeling a certain um, remus, exalted state. Anyway, here it's interesting. I mean, this is something that needs to be analyzed. Any thoughts from you guys? I was sure that's what he's going to answer, but I, I, but I see why he's not because it's not mashma like I that. I think that's exactly what he was saying. No, he's moving away from Malchus. He's now going to the other spheres. It's not, it's not. It's a different one second. Does he say anything in the parentheses? No. Okay, fine. Listen, it, 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 it's what he says. I, I'm almost sure the reason for it is because Adenei Lom is not mashma like that. Because B'Terem Kol Yisro is mashma fakert. That before anything, meaning also before it arose in his will, he's already Hashem Malach. Adenei Lom Hashem Malach. Or you could say that Beremez, that this is talk about Melech, how it's in essence, and the reason it's there is because he wants it later. Maybe. I'm not sure. Maybe maybe the keys in the words, that when it's started that way, that there is no connection to the world. Yeah, but Hashem Allah, but tell him, call you to Nivra. You were a Melech before you created anything. Yeah, but he's still at Dein Elam. Okay, I don't know, but 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 I'm talking how we explain. Why is gilu so important here? He's just making a whole case that there's spheres, even when they're not the gilu, they're only hidden spheres before the tzimtzum, and suddenly now he's saying in gilu meluchu shayach leelmas, meluchu shayach leelmas. Which the point being here is that the whole union of esos spheres are letzerech elmas. It's a chedastira. There's something. I, I'm, I, there must be deeper meaning in this because if all the essence spheres are only for tzedek elamis, Adain Alam proves otherwise. Melech there is not the tzedek elamis. It's b'terem kol. So I think he's not. He's not. He didn't spell it. Out. I think he wants to say is it's talking about the reason Adain Alam is talking about maluchas be'etzem higher than any revelation, and that too is because of what comes later. You have to say that's what he means. And because if if you go back to Bchinus Gilead, so then we're back to square one, you know. So what do you, what do you, what do you mean by saying that the spheres are only for the worlds? You're saying only for the Gilead they're, they're connected to the worlds. 
And not Gili, they're connected to themselves. So maybe that's the all of them are not necessarily connected to, to the world. You could say they're all. If, Mel, if Malchus, which is the lowest one, can be Beterem Kol, so Chachma Bina and so on, for sure could be. You have to say something more than this. It's, it's a very short line. And um, any thoughts? I need some input here. Okay. I'll learn it again and maybe we'll figure it out. Maybe we'll emerge later. But do you understand the question here? Because here clearly he's, 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 same thing with me. This this is a higher level. The emotions in the Tzedekhazulah's dafka are specifically for the need of another. Like we know the difference between intellect and emotions and feelings. Intelligence is not needed in another. It doesn't have to be mashpia. Intelligence does not need to transmit to another. You could sit on your own and conceive and think and contemplate ideas. The even when there isn't another to whom to transmit, he can conceive of ideas and concepts on his own. And even though that from our, from my students, I learned the most. You know, the Maimon Chazal they asked the sage, who was it? Who did he learn from? He said, I learned much from the I learned much from my teachers. And even more from my friends, colleagues. And from my students, I learned the most. Remember who it was? Does it say in the Gemara? So the Chayda Azulas, another adds, Doesn't mean that he needs them. It means that through students, There'll be an additional, there'll be an intensity, there'll be a, uh, an additional metasif. Um, we'll add more energy of intelligence to the mashpia, to the transmitter, the teacher. And especially through the questions of the students, and so on. Like it says elsewhere. That's Coming back to him. But the actual revelation of Seichel, the aid of Seichel, energy and the light of intelligence, in a direct light, Eir Yosher meaning straight, meaning straight from teacher to student, Yochli is Gambalei Zulus, or not from teacher to student. The transmission of intellectual energy, per se, could be even without another. We see that practically. You don't must have a student to conceive and understand ideas. The student will add to you, Eir It will come back like the, the moon. He's going even further. And if you want to come to a new deep conception, or or a, or a new a new understanding, on the contrary, another will be mavalbul, will confuse you, will confuse. So when a person is studying. And the student comes and wants to test it, he has to explain it to the student, that's going to confuse him. We're talking about as the energy flows. So you see that Azul is not only does he not need another, another can actually disturb him. Vagam Kishatarak Lishkul Bedaiti Lachriya Ben Beis Vodis. 
And also when a person has to weigh in his mind to to uh, mediate, to mediate, and to uh, to um, determine between two arguments, between two th- theories, or th- two ideas, two I guess arguments. He has to he has to settle, but also the means he needs to concentrate, he needs to focus on it. But it literally means Lisashev, to settle, means to say, to determine he needs that type of peace of mind between him and himself. Dafka, specifically. To connect to the idea, and to recognize, and to sense, the truth of each of these theories or ideas or arguments, and to reconcile or to mediate between them. According to the, he such a specific lotion here, the recognition and the sense and the sensation in the truth of it. That requires a focus that you can't have other people disturbing. To all this that he just spelled out, another person is going to confuse and, and disturb. And only when he's, him, he's with, between him and himself, meaning alone, he's able to come to the truth of the idea. It's that type of, um, what's the word for it, when you need to isolate yourself, to really focus and concentrate, you can't have anything going on. Complete, complete um, total concentration, total absorption. Right. All this is Na'adichus to explain Hamrechin is not like Midas. Huh? That Midas need another. Meaning that the Sphiris need something outside of them. The Gemara says when Sanhedrin would sit, the court, the Supreme Court would sit in judgment, so they would hear the case, the evidence, the witnesses. Then they had to go and that they and deliberate. Deliberate is the word I wanted. Deliberate. So they had to deliberate. And there were two ways. They deliberated by themselves and they also deliberated with partners. Like two people would sit up all night. Whatever they would deliberate, the Gemara explains how they're that. So kolach lechla atzmei nesim v'nesim b'neim. They would nesim v'nesim means masamat means like a discussion, dialogue, debate even, but deliberating with each with everyone on his own. Oi im ben zugei or with his partner. like it sells elsewhere. So we see here that azulas, even though the ben zugei is azulas, but okay, but that's not so. That's only because. But over themselves is this. The gamba atzmei tzorich lahashkit hakeches haachodim. I'm sorry. The gamba atzmei. Not only is another person available, even yourself, you have to lahashkit. You have to quiet down, silence. The other faculties shalavad keich v'seichel, vad keich haseichel. Besides the the power of your concentration, intellect, and, and, and stop them. In other words, if a person is suddenly distracted by his hungry, I mean, he's not saying hungry, but even his emotions, he's, he's, his, his emotional need, need for something, he has to close that down, shut that down, right? That they should not be, they should not be expanding themselves, expressing themselves. For us, and only then, and, and, and then, Specifically, then he can come to the truth of the idea. Oi, 
Alaskola Chadosha, or in a new concept, because he said both are necessary. Meaning, whether, whether he's concentrating on his own, especially if he needs to come up with something new. I'm having as much trouble. Because it's Sikhim Lovel, is that Skola? One second. Malchus, along with God, as an intellectual thing, along with God. He didn't finish. He's in the middle of the discussion. He's, he's going to get there. So even so, we see from this how much seichel has to be separate from something outside of itself, not just another person, but even the spashus even your own expression, extension of your own faculties. That are not that's not the power of intellect. Maval al are confused and disturb the intelligence. You have to stop them and silence them. Restrain them, right. To stop and restrain them. That's good. Restrain and stop them. That's better. is 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 restrain is equivalent to stop. Another thing when it comes to Seichel. In order to come to a new concept, a new idea, you have to have Halos Klisichli. You have to actually like remove yourself from the things that you're involved in and climb, so to speak, higher. Go back, go Halos Klisichli means elevating the container of your Seichel. It means, in other words, it's almost like not going out of the box, not, but going back in, going higher. Be quiet, be quiet for a short, uh, for one uh, one hour. That means for a moment in time. Behedrispashus. I don't remember the context. but it means Ishtemim is a Russian, uh he's telling somebody, Ishtemim, be quiet, because he needs, it's like, you know, where there's the expression, Shasha, when there was the Nevi'as HaMechen, it's almost yeah. like that. But that's the opposite, Shasha, that the Nevi'as, the, the, the flow of intelligence. Ishtemim, Kishar, Beheder is Pashtus. Where? Maybe, but not Ishtemim, Kishar, Chada. Ishtemim, Kishar, Chada means that you have to silence for a while, there shouldn't be, there should be, it's stopping the flow, the extension. You have to be in a state of aliyah, meaning not flowing forward. You have to, it's like the opposite. When you teach a student, it's haspashtus. When you're concentrating on how to, when you're focusing on how to explain something, it's haspashtus. When you're coming to understand a new idea, you have to go back inside yourself. It's almost like where a person just, you know, like withdraws from everything. That's what he means, withdraws from everything. And that's what will bring him to a new concept. It's going higher his own Correct. And the, and the nature of mature mind, of a powerful mind, is to be separate. We're not talking now... Um, uh, Pompousness, hagbah, like you feel proud, pride. 
even someone who's a fundamentally humble, humble person, nevertheless, the nature of mind is to be separate. Intellectuals are somewhat separate. They're not, they don't have a herd mentality. They do not mix with another. That's the nature of intelligence. It's a type of separation. Type of, but he says not elitism and not pride. Even a fundamentally humble person, the nature of intelligence is separation as opposed to midas, which is the opposite. All this is an explanation. All this is an intelligence which is specifically to yourself. To himself. The nature... In the beginning he tried, he tried saying that the old Esther is not really necessary. Well, you're going to see, he's going to conclude that. Too. He's going there, he's going to answer this. But right now he wants to deal with Midas. He's making a case now, the Midas. The nature of Midas feelings is the opposite. They're only to another. Like love and compassion or empathy. Not possible... To, to love, to have to have like type of a kind of kindness and compassion on yourself, but rather on another. Now, what about self-love? People love each other, and they like that. They like self-pity. So, first of all, not necessarily that's healthy. Of course, it's possible. Okay, but that's a, that's a different story. That's a, that's a tzivui, almost. He's doing it inside. No, because that's a tzivu, because he, w- he was ignoring himself. So it's like, there you have to be told. But, that, but that's not what he means. That's more, it's also with I mean, goof, not with himself. It's with his body as is like a zulus. Yeah. Okay. But the point is, look, he's talking generally emotions, the idea of, of feelings. Let's put it this way. There's no one on earth. Yes, we all have, we all have a natural love to ourselves. There's avasatsme. But first of all, I, don't, I wouldn't call that a midah necessarily, an expression. It's just a sense of self. Just there like is a there is a duality. Here is putting midah as a, an emotion, as a faculty. It's still a lover and a beloved when you, have, when you love yourself. It's still a lover. But that's not the point. We're not talking about duality now. We're talking here, uh, we're talking about a, a, an, an emotional faculty. Do you need midas? Let's put it this way. Do you need midas if you had no other people? No? And, 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 let's say you were the only person on earth. You wouldn't need to call it self-love. Whatever, whatever you feel about yourself, you feel. It's not a necessity to have feelings. For feelings necessitate another. Self doesn't necessitate feelings. The fact that we have a feeling to ourselves—that's that's fine. You have it, but it's not. It's not. It's not a, it, the zulus is what necessitates, what forces that you have to have feelings. Without 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 uh, with uh, others, don't. That's the point. Is he measuring? The- he didn't say they didn't say you can't have a feeling to yourself. He's saying the concept of feelings is like he says is, is basically for others, not about yourself. But it is as well as within yourself. No, there is no feeling to yourself. It's only based based in the context of others. So you right. say how much I love him, so I how much I the other. You could explain it that way. It's one way to say. Anyway, fine. You want to say that, but the bottom line is he's saying here that you're not capable to say. The idea of having compassion or being kind is possible to another, not to yourself. 
as I said, there's a few answers to it with the question. Number one is that when you love yourself or you're compassionate yourself, it may not be healthy. It may just be, as you said, just context words that you're using. If, if you really have no one around, it's just a natural thing. A human being's created that they, love, that they, they have the self-preservation. Would you call that avas atzmei? Remember before we also learned that midas, uh, remember by Mechon and Midas, he said that Midas is not the, the, the desire that a soul has for its own existence. Midas is a feeling that you have to something. That's really Midas. Remember he said that, that the, 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 he spoke about, um, Ava, Ava, remember he spoke, he spoke about Midas being Hergish huh? Right, it's outside of you. There's a big discussion about midas being outside of you. The idea that you love yourself, he made it very clear, is not a midah. He called that rotsen. Just I should add that. He called that. Self pity would be the same thing. Let's say uh, let's say a person has uh, feels bad about himself. I would not call that a midah. Midah is clearly a faculty that attack that connects to another. Remember, he spoke about Meichen. Why is Meichen so much be'etzim higher than Midas? If you could have a Midas to yourself, what, but, but why? Because he said, because he said a Midas. Let me. You want me to look it up? It says exactly. I remember very, very specifically. Huh? The question, the actual feeling, is it a or not? That's here we go, here. Chapter, page nun hey. Hey, hey, hey. Page nun hey. He, he says this. Page nun hey. 55. Around a little more than down the half of the page, he says that Midas is when it's good for me. Okay? So there's a thing in Midas called that's Hergish Atzmei. So Levad Midas Atzmei Vetivim, look what he says. She'enem boi mitzad ha-seichel, le mitzad Hergish Atzmei, ki mipnei shuzeo Atzmei mohusei. Midas Tivim and Atzmei, Atzmei Metivim, is not because he feels something for something, it's because that's his etzim is mohus. The Ava Zeis, he b'chines rotsun loy Ava. The Midas Ava, he loy shadavar of huma Atzmei mohusei, ki mipnei shadavar tevlei boi de Hergish Atzmei. In other words, the idea of self-love, the things you need for your own existence, self-pity or self-love, is not considered a midi. He calls it rotsen. You wouldn't have it if there's nobody around. You wouldn't have self-pity. You wouldn't have self-love. You're saying one thing. I'm saying another thing. There's two separate things. First of all, the second one is not necessarily what you say, but... That's what I'm I, I can feel that. So in other words... She says, for example, Avas ha'avel ha'ben you want what is well, you want yourself. You want something that is extension of yourself. That's not uh, that's not the midah we're talking about. I'm just giving you one distinction that you can make here. That's very clear distinction. If it's for self, it's different. It's not a midah. The idea of a midah is Avram Avinu's chesed. We say in the Mitzvah Maimer. If he had chesed, why did he have tzad and he didn't see archim? Should have love for himself because that's not midah. It's a chesed. That's a different thing. He needed, you need Orchim for, for, for that, for Chesed. To give, you need to give somebody else. Giving yourself does not fulfill the first function of what real Midas are. That's the bottom line. If that's what we are saying, that Midas is a, is a feel, it's not necessarily describing Midas. 
When you say self-love, it's not really what he calls me. This TV matzim is more of a rotsin. That you want self-preservation is not the, the emotions of chesed, gvura, teferes, netzach, hey, you say. So what does that mean? Is it nowhere? It's, it's, it's a movement? It's a... Amida is a feeling to something outside of yourself. That's how I would define it. Simple as that. When you have tainug atzmi inside of you, pleasure from something, that's not amida. Even seichel has tainug. That's not amida. When you self-preservation that you love yourself, it's not amida. No, chesed. Remember, midas come after mechem. Midas is already. If you talk about nelukus. Intelligence, Mechen is God as he is in his own entity. Midas, he wants to do chesed to someone. That's really the point that he's making here. Emel Blayam, and now Midas is the same thing. That's basically what he's saying here. And when you don't have another person to whom to transmit, the Midas disappears as if it never existed. And even though you can awaken, there can be an awakening and a arousal of goodness in a good person, even if there's no one to be mashpia. Like let's say Avram Avinu. He went to the sitting by the tent. He wants, he right now has an arousal. First he has an arousal, then he goes looks for someone to be mashpia to. Nevertheless, it's not just an abstract thing. It's because, at least in general, there are those that are there are people who need to receive his goodness. He may not have them yet in front of him. One second, how is this read? I'm the reading here. I'm not sure how you read this line. It's a little strange reading here. Nevertheless, that's only because you just said that the Midah becomes the bottle, and now we're saying that it is possible to awaken the Midah. How is it if you just said that it's bottle? That's not what he said. He missed the line. He said, even though you could have a Seyedus, even if there's no one to be to transmit, he says, nevertheless, in general, it's because there exists people who need his goodness. Right. And how do you read Vamidah? What does Vamidah Mezbizgalas add? So because since there are other people, that means the Midah wasn't bottle. So, so therefore the Midah stands is revealed because because there are other people possibly, even though he hasn't met them yet. So so because they're potentially there, so it stands with Galas. And now how do you read next? T So therefore that allows the possibility for there to be an awakening, even though at that moment there's no one to be Mashpiya. Like we see by Avraham Vishnu that he had pain over the fact they didn't have who to transmit his kindness. If there's altogether nobody to be mashpia, 
So in that case, Avram Avinu had tzar. Why? He had an awakening because there's someone out there that needs kindness. He had pain because he didn't have find them yet. So he had an awakening of chesed and it wasn't fulfilled yet. But if there's no one out there, because if there's no one at all to who to transmit to, even though the nefesh has a, a nature of goodness, of chesed, of kindness, it will be completely uh, disappear as if it doesn't exist. I don't know, we'll see. When he finishes the whole subject. Because an emotion is is to be is to transmit to another specifically. That's where he translates Amida clearly. And when there is no other, the Amida gets his battle. Meichin, we said it's not at all that way, the exact opposite. And the awakening of a feeling is specifically when you're close to another. And he knows his his issues. And he awakens compassion over him, on him. And there will not be an awakening of a feeling to someone when you're separate from them, when you don't feel empathy to them. The opposite of Seichel. Remember he said Seichel is Bavdala Dafka. That intelligence is separate. You separate yourself. Amida is specifically because you connect yourself. And there will not be an, an emotion if you feel separate. It's specifically when you're close. An example of this Lamaila, meaning in the divine. The emotions are specifically for the necessity, for the tzedek, for the need for the world, specifically. Like he said before, the Esses Vidas. Remember your compassion and your kindness because they are forever. What does that mean? is not that they're forever. Remember your kindness and compassion, your compassion and kindness because they are connected to the world specifically. Parentheses. Kitzer, rather. Here's the kids. Amnam calls up However, all the above is the level of integrated energy. That's to radiate in the world. And without the world, all these levels of the spheres are not. There's no need for them. They're not. There, there's no shayachim. They're not possible even. Like Malchus is to reign, to rule over a nation. And Midas is for the need of others, is the Azulis. Are there for the need of someone else. In intelligence, you could have their revelation only, also only to yourself. And to, con- and to concentrate or to conceive of ideas or to mediate or reconcile, however, to determine, make a determination. The, uh, another will actually confuse, mevalbul, disturbs, confuses. A mature and powerful mind is separate. And Midas, on the other hand, their revelation and their awakening is specifically when there's another and he feels close to him. So basically, 
Obviously, the subject is not over. He's going to continue this in the next two chapter or two. Yeah. And he's going to explain that there's meichen, there's also meichen that's also for the world. Clearly, that's what he's going to conclude. So, right. So the esosphere, so far, he's dealt with malchus and midas, the lower levels. That both of them are completely there only for elements. Without something outside of them, they don't exist. We left with the, what malchus means, be'etzem, we have to figure out. But, but now, of course, the question remains, what about meichen? Basically, you just made a whole case, how meichen is for yourself. So how does that fit to what he said, that the Esosphiris are only for the, the worlds? And that we'll discuss in the next chapter. So uh, I would say there's a distinction between Malchus and Midas, a big distinction, because um, not here, but elsewhere, I believe, what was it, I think a few chapters back when he spoke about Malchus, Malchus is less revelation than Midas are. Midas, at the end of the day, there's a revelation, there's a feeling. Melech is purely ruling over another, governing another. It doesn't have any any emotional feeling involved. That's the real distinction. As far as the Zulas goes, is a stronger statement that there's no king without a nation. There's no emotions without others. I don't remember... But I believe elsewhere it says that it's not quite the same intensity because there is... Now you could have the awakening of Malchus also without another and then you look for the other. There's probably a difference between them. He doesn't spell it out here, but we have to look into it. There's probably a difference between the need for another, Malchus's need for another, and the Midas need. Midas is less of a need. I'm almost sure he just said something earlier that's related to this. Okay, we'll stop here. In chapter 46, pages 80-81, Hemshechayim Beis, volume 1, discourse 12, chapter 46.